Hello, and welcome to the podcast, The Other Woman and the Wife, where we deep dive into understanding why infidelity exists and what we can learn from it. Today, I am joined by Christine. Christine, I met on TikTok. She has a lot of content around empowering individuals out of marriages that they don't really need to be in. She has a history with a abusive ex that she did not realize was abusive until she had confided in her best friend, whom then became her affair partner and is now her long-term partner. I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast as much as I enjoyed recording it. Without further ado, here is Christine. Welcome to The Other Woman and the Wife. How are you? I'm doing pretty damn good. How are you? I'm doing good. It's freaking <laughs> Tuesday here and we're we're moving on up in the world. Um, mm-hmm. So I would like to get started by asking you just kind of briefly surmise what your experience with infidelity is. Yeah, gosh, I, I love that question. But I always have like a very complicated answer because I think everybody's idea of what infidelity is, is so different and what constitutes it or what justifies it or whatever. But I would say that I am somebody who has, I have been, I have experienced infidelity. I've been cheated on and I've been the cheater in the past and I've participated in some non-traditional relationship structures and um, probably the biggest run-in that I had with it recently is that like I got divorced and I started dating somebody that I'd been friends with the entire time that I was married. He was one of my close best friends and he was with somebody else dealing with his own stuff and I was married and we'd been friends, we'd been friends for a really long time. And we were always really good to each other. We always worked really well together, always communicated really well. And towards the end of my marriage, I started to realize and accept the fact that I had feelings for this person, which was, you know, one of the many reasons I got divorced. But, and I realized that I'd had feelings for this person for a long time. Now there was no overlap, right? Like I never cheated on my ex-husband. I, never did anything like that but I've had a few people suggest to me that maintaining a relationship a close relationship with another man outside of my marriage is infidelity and I find that to be such an interesting gray area because like it wasn't like I was hiding anything and it wasn't like I was being sneaky like my ex-husband knew about my friendship with this person and he would come over for dinner sometimes and did it feel like infidelity when when like like did it feel like what you thought infidelity was no I like I've done infidelity before and I've done the sneaky getting attention outside of the relationship this was like the most like I just got sideswiped by it because I genuinely like I like he's attractive he's an attractive man my my partner and he's incredibly funny and emotionally intelligent and more so than like most men i've met over the course of my life and even all my female like he was just one of the girls to me like the way that we we talk on the phone we'd go get dinner once a week like he was a friend you know what i mean and but i also knew like if i was honest with myself like i knew that i had a very different love for him than I had for most of my friends, but what at the same prevented, time. So what do you think prevented you from being honest with yourself? I didn't think that that was what love was really. Like I, it was really interesting. Like I thought what I had in my marriage is what I was supposed to be doing, right? Like 
butting heads with this person who just like really actually doesn't want to be married to me at all. Just likes the idea of being married to somebody, you know, and I'm just trying to make it work. And like, I think I was also just afraid of how much love and affection I had for him, you know, especially being in a, in a marriage where I was, it was just a huge struggle and there was a lot of dysfunction and chaos and some not very loving things happening. Right. And then I have this person who's like showing up for me, supporting me. Like we're doing this for each other while we're both in other relationships with people that were like clearly not happy or even like thriving with, you know, and they're both functional situations. And we just took so much solace and comfort in one another in a lot of ways. And it was the most pure thing is really what I, what I mean to say. It was the most pure, like no weird motivations. Like I just loved this dude and enjoyed spending time with him. And I did not know that love was supposed to be that simple. You know what I mean? Oh, I love that. I didn't know that love was supposed to be that simple. So (laughs) you kind of hit on this, but I'd love for you to elaborate a little bit more. How did the idea of a relationship differ from your actual experience in relationships? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say that, especially with marriage, right? Like, there's a lot of just unsaid expectations that happen. And I feel like a lot of us don't sit down and communicate about what marriage is supposed to look like. Like we all just have this one singular idea and we're all supposed to be in line with it. And if we, if we die, if we like veer from it in any way, we're in trouble. Right. And so it's like, I look at marriage and like, I used to have people say things to me sometimes where they'd be like, you don't behave like a married woman. And it was simply because I was not owned by my partner. Like I went out and I had my own life and I did my own things. And I went out and had fun with it out him all the time. And I went and traveled without him and people would be like, actually what you touched on in a TikTok you shared once where you said, if you are, Mm -hmm. I think what you said was, if you feel like your, your partner isn't giving you what you need and you want, you start giving it to yourself. And once you start doing that, you will start to see that like you actually don't require a relationship in order to be happy. And Mm -hmm. I thought what you shared was so profound. So can you elaborate a little bit on how you basically kind of dated yourself a little bit? Cause it sounds like you went hardcore. I did. I, I just got to a point with my marriage where I was really like, I'm just tired of agonizing over how this isn't what I want it to be. Um, I'm tired of waiting for this person to step up and go do the things with me that like I would want a partner to do with me and I'm just going to go do it, you know? And so like, for example, we would plan hikes sometimes, like I'm an outdoor girl, you know what I mean? And like we would plan hikes and then sometimes like the day of he'd be like, well, I'm feeling kind of lazy. I don't really want to go. And for a while I would be like, oh, I guess we're not going. And then it was like, well, I'm going without you. I mm-hmm. still want to go hiking, you know? And so like, I wasn't, I was just done letting him stop me from doing the things that I wanted to do just because he wouldn't do them with me, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I had like, so I was just like, I want to go live my life. And that's, that's kind of how I approach relationships in general is I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to live my life and you can either come along and vibe or you don't have to. You know? I but love like, that. I'm, I did something. I'm going to have I, a good life. I definitely did something similar. I finally stopped canceling plans in the name of somebody else's like 
yeah lack of desire yeah like they their desire Mm -hmm. didn't have to align with mine in order for me to meet my own desires and that like Mm -hmm. also bled into like other relationships that I had it wasn't just that marriage right but anyways I also Mm -hmm. wanted to ask you like was there a moment like a straw that broke the camel's back or even just like an individual moment that you had where you were like, okay, like I actually need to leave this marriage, this, this marriage, Mm -hmm. I'm doing an injustice to Mm -hmm. him doing an injustice to me. What was that moment for you? Like, it was really small. I, it was really, really small, but I like probably four days before I separated from my ex-husband, I asked him for some quality time. Cause that was a big thing for us is like, there was a huge lack of emotional intimacy and quality time. Like there was not a whole lot of stuff that we went out and did together, especially once I started being like, I'm going to go do my own thing and have fun doing what I want. You know, like Mm -hmm. he just, whatever he had going on, he just didn't want part of it. And so I had asked him for some quality time and I was like, Hey, like, what do you think about this? Like putting on a movie when you get home from work and I'll get some snacks, I'll get some cards we'll play card games, we'll watch a movie, we'll eat, and we'll just, like, spend time together, you know, and he was, like, yeah, sure, that's fine, and I, like, went out, and I, like, got these snacks to put together, like, a charcuterie board, and I was, like, really looking forward to, to spending some time with this person, and I remember he came home from work, and he was, like, yeah, I don't really feel like doing any of that, can we just watch TV, and I, like, even my friends the next day were, like, there's something different, here because I was like I don't feel like I asked for a whole lot here you know <laughs> like mm-hmm. I really I didn't ask to be like taken out to dinner like I just wanted to spend time with the guy you know and mm-hmm. I think what I think the reason why that was so significant is you know I remember saying things to him because he used to work a lot for I'm not really sure why we did fine financially but he used to just work a lot he was a workaholic and I used to, he used to justify it by being like, well, you know, that's how I pay for all these international trips that we go on. And I would be like, well, I would literally rather change the way that we're living our life so that you work less so we can spend more time together, like as a couple, you know? And that was like the craziest thing I could have said to him. You know what I mean? And so it was just a huge mismatch in desire to be close, desire for intimacy and it's something that we had battled for quite some time. And I finally just got to a point where I was like, this guy just does not care. You know what I mean? I was like, this guy really just does not care. And so that event happened and I actually posted a TikTok about this and it's such a funny story, but I went to this weird little drumming circle thing a couple uh-huh. days later with some friends, never been to anything like it before. And I was getting approached by people like with you know romantic and platonic interests. And I was like, I was like, I've left the house and people find me interesting and attractive and funny. And, and I'm like, I don't feel that way at home, you know? And then I had this moment in my mind where I was like, I cannot be available for any of this because I have to go home and convince some guy who does not care to care, you know? And then I was like, why am I doing that? You know what I mean? I was just like, nailed it. Doing that. Nailed it. (laughs) I spend so much time convincing a guy to care that does not care. Why am I doing no. that? You, why? yeah, why? <laughs> why do you think you were? Why do you think you were? I think some of it was just expectations around relationship and marriage. We have those fun little colloquial sayings where marriage is so hard. You know, people hurt each other in marriage. And, you know, like 
and not everything's perfect till death do us part. You have to be patient with your partner. They're human. You know what I mean? Like all that stuff. But I think I just took it to a default and I see a lot of women taking it to a default, to be honest with you and feeling overly guilty about leaving partners that like literally couldn't care if they drop dead the next day. You know? <laughs> yes. I use that word so all the time. The I say default also. It's like mm -hmm. this default setting that women are like programmed into where it's just like, mm -hmm. no, you are to be satisfied with being a wife. I don't care how you feel. And like that oh, is yeah. such a fucked up way to live, man. Excuse my mm -hmm. language. It is. But don't because it's me. I'm not apologizing. <laughs> yeah, don't apologize. Well, it, it's also incredibly dehumanizing, right? To have <laughs> yes. a partner like in the name right the ex, like you see like movies right like how couples are supposed to behave or you see like happy elderly couples on the street or like couples that do everything together and you're like i want that you know i want this person to be my best friend and you know my ex-husband and i were not best friends not yeah. really and i think that i think that also impacted our relationship a well lot. it also like I, I don't know if you relate to this at all but i felt like i was forcing myself to be something to him that I wasn't innately. And yes. it was like, it was like this kind of obsession that I had in my own head of like, I want to be a wife and I want to have this level of closeness with somebody. You can't manufacture a level of closeness. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can build it with two willing participants, but I don't think yeah. that you just, you know, it's, it's not like any two people can enjoy themselves in a marriage with one another. Mm -hmm. There is something profound about that. So you had touched on marriage being hard. How is it yeah. different? How is your experience of marriage? Or are you married or is it a long-term relationship? Really I'm, in an, I'm in another long-term serious relationship. We wear rings, but we're not legally married because I like, like it. Not into that right now. <laughs> I like it. So how, how, yeah. well, I, I have a very personal question for you like as far as me seeking yeah. interest what is it yeah. like having a long-term relationship without that label I love it it yeah. feels it feels a lot more freeing and like there's room for movement it feels a lot less scary like my partner probably asked me to marry him like once a month like he's like hopeless romantic he's divorced too which is funny but he's like I'd get married again in a heartbeat oh. and I'm like well and, and so it's interesting because there's like, there's a difference between like marriage and then like being in a relationship with somebody, right? Like marriage mm -hmm. is its own construct. beast that we, it's like a weird, it's, it's a construct we try to step into. And like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I don't feel married, but I feel like I'm in a committed relationship and that feels good because I have somebody who genuinely wants to stay with me and not somebody who just doesn't want to leave me because they don't want to lose half their crap. You Someone know what I mean? Like obligated to you. Yeah. And I like that obligation isn't that, that doesn't feel like it's there. And for me, as somebody who got divorced and it's still, you know, I'm still moving through a lot of stuff with that. And that's, you know, something that him and I have had to work through is like, okay, we can start dating, but I'm still crawling out of an abusive marriage. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. if you can handle that and you can handle everything that comes with that, you know, we that can do so this. And, and he's been incredibly, it's been incredibly, he's been so patient. Like I, I have my hyper vigilant 
guarded stuff and he gives me all the reassurance that I need, right? Which is, instead of complaining about it, it's not a chore to him, which feels really nice. But I, it's, it feels better to me because I, it sounds crappy to say, but I feel like I have the freedom to leave at any time, right? Like I don't have to go down to the courthouse. I don't have to go do all this legal stuff. You know what I mean? Like I took significantly less money than I was entitled to in my divorce simply because I wanted it to be over as quick as possible. Yep. And I didn't want to fight him. I was like, I just want this much, this lump sum. And then you just leave me alone forever. So how do you think you got to a place where that like obligatory feeling isn't there in the relationship? I just can't let it happen again. Like I... One thing that I am practicing in my life, not just in my romantic relationship, but platonic professional is saying how I feel, you know what I mean? Whether without worrying about the outcome or without worrying about, you know, who's going to like, who's going to do something about it is just saying how I feel Mm -hmm. and just going from there. Whereas like, for the most part, like I can tell in my mind sometimes that like, I want to say how I feel, but I'm anticipating being invalidated or gaslit or whatever. And so I almost want to come out swinging when I really just want to just say what's on my mind, you know? Yeah. And I would I would rather be like confrontational and difficult in the beginning and find out that this person is not right for me than find out five years down the road when I'm so fed up with all the stuff I haven't brought up that it becomes like kind of a nightmare, you know, like I'm at a point now where I'm like, I will not stay in a relationship where I feel like I have to be there and I won't force anybody to stay in a relationship with me. Cause I think that is the most cruel thing that you can do to another human being is make them feel obligated to stay somewhere, especially when they're not happy, Yeah, you know? And that's what I find so interesting about your content in particular is like, People get, people seem to get so triggered by the fact that like you were married, you fell in love with somebody else and then went off and had a very happy life. And like those people, I'm like, they don't like the idea of being left, which means they like the idea that marriage guarantees them against being left, you know? And I'm just like, that's so you get fascinating it. to me. Instead of looking, instead of looking at it and being like, wow, like, if she was unhappy enough to fall in love with somebody else and go have this new life, like maybe the marriage she was in wasn't that great. But instead it's like, how could you? Like, how I could you? Die to marriage? the marriage, no, Chelsea. No. Die, die to the marriage. That's what, that that is basically mm-hmm. what I hear day in and day out. You should die to your marriage. And I'm like, no, that's not, I don't think that was the purpose behind marriage. Like I- That's a cheap I shortcut. It really is. It really fucking is. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's a way to live your life pretty much like half alive the entire time. Yep. And I really don't Mm -hmm. fucking want to do that anymore. I did that. It was exhausting. Well, a lot of like, am I doing this right? You know what I mean? Like, am I behaving like a married person should? Am I like, I remember when I started to have feelings for somebody else while I was married, unhappily married, and I felt so much shame. Mm-hmm. And like, my thing is, is, I'm like, we're all human beings, right? Like, in our evolutionary history, monogamy is pretty like recent, especially like, I mean, it's enforced the way that it is. And like, some people aren't built that way. And some people are, you know what I mean? But it's, it's just interesting, this idea that like, it's just fascinating, because 
I don't think about relationships that way at all. Like I, I actually find it very odd that we seek partners with the intention to be with somebody for the rest of our lives. Like marriage was invented when our, when our, our like death, like our life expectancy was at like 40. <laughs> like, that's why people agreed to bond for life was when we didn't live very long. And now we live a very long time and we live multiple lifetimes. Yes. In one life. And all of our romantic relationships end except for the one that we die in or the last one that we're in before we die. And so it's like people seem to have such a backwards view on marriage because like statistically speaking, just statistically, the chance of your relationship working out is not great because all relationships end. But then when you think about it, like even using the word working out, right? Like just because you made it till death do us part doesn't mean you were in a satisfactory relationship. It just means that you lasted longer than other people, which like, I don't know if Mm -hmm. that's something that I want to hang my limited time on earth with, you know, like, oh, I made it in a marriage that didn't feel great for 60 years. Like, what is that? Oh I'm tolerant of abuse? No, thanks. I'd rather die. I'd rather <laughs> yeah. die young if that's what it is. I Well, and what's interesting is, so a lot of people used to, and I was, I was surrounded by some pretty, you know, dysfunctional people at the time that I was married. And I've got a whole new different wonderful group of folks around me now which is lovely but I used to hear people say a lot like wait hold on how did you find those people how did you find those people these new (laughs) people that you're around they were oh the new people in some really unexpected places to be honest with you like when I got divorced I was just really open about what was happening and open about asking for help and support and I was open about times that I felt like really alone because I also kind of sort of left behind my friend group before I got divorced as well like I was almost moving out of an old life and I was like Mm -hmm. letting people go letting old beliefs go and my marriage was just like the last like relic from my old life that I really needed to let go of and how did you how did it was hard realizing he couldn't come with me how did it was it is hard realizing that he can't mm-hmm. come with you that like is that is mm-hmm. definitely not lost on me because I think a lot of people will be like oh well if you just hated him why didn't you just leave no you're not listening I didn't hate him I hated <laughs> myself like you know like ugh. Mm-hmm. anyways mm-hmm. but I wanted to ask you as far as you touching on beliefs letting go of beliefs and moving into yes. this next like phase of your life how mm-hmm. scary was that it was terrifying. It was so terrifying because all I really knew was that I needed to do it, but I didn't know what my life would look like afterwards. I just knew that I couldn't be where I was anymore, you know? And I have my personal experience, my subjective experience with stuff like that is that the universe always rewards the brave, you know? And I left my marriage with like very little plans on what I was going to do next. Like I had a bunch of credit card debt. I didn't have any savings. Him and I didn't really share finances for a good reason. And I knew I was going to get some money, but I didn't know what I was going to do with it. And I had some places to go live, but I also had like a dog. And I was like, I didn't even try to figure any of that out before I told him I wanted to be done. I was like, I'm done. (laughs) I always tell people, I I say the anticipation of great change is always much more stressful 
than the actual change itself. Because once you're decided, it's all logistics from there. Mm-hmm. And like, that shit's yep. kind of fucking easy. And like, it yeah. really is getting yourself to a place where you can make where you can make that mm-hmm. decision. Mm-hmm. So I'm also dying to know, just so I have some more tips from you, because I'm getting a lot yeah. out of this conversation. But what else, <laughs> what else do you practice to maintain a healthy relationship with your current partner? I try to really think outside the box, like, and that's something that he's really good at too. Like there's been times where I thought, you know, cause we have his kids full time and, and their mom's not like super in the picture. And so there's been a few times where I thought like, maybe we need to live separately for a while because like, I need to focus on what I have going on or there's been times where for whatever reason I'm feeling self-destructive and I'm like, this just, we just need to be done doing this. And he's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) You know? And uh, I really try to practice like, instead of, you know, it's hard to explain. Like I used to have this very black and white thinking specifically because of the types of people that I would date. Like if I'm not happy, I just need to go. Mm -hmm. Whereas now I'm learning a lot more about what healthy negotiation looks like in a relationship and I'm practicing being more open and well it's it really plays to what I think we're talking about like there's like the construct of marriage right and everybody thinks that once you're married everything's supposed to just fit together perfectly you know you're a couple you're married everything's perfect whereas like when you don't have that construct you almost have to talk to each other Right. You have to talk to each other about like what you want, what your insecurities are, what your dreams are, what your goals are, you know, and also coming to a place of being like, how can we get what we both want instead of being like, how am I going to fight for my life through this conflict? (laughs) How am I going to get through this one? (laughs) And so, and it's a lot of like, I still maintain that my happiness is mine and it's my job to keep me happy like I am my friend I have a friend that says this and I love that she says it I am the whole Sunday and he's just like the cherry on top like he's my life I love him like he's like one of my freaking soulmates I love him to death but I'm still my number one priority always you know and I and that makes my relationship flourish a lot more I think Mm -hmm. like because then he doesn't have to feel responsible for my happiness and I don't have to feel responsible for his and it takes a lot of weight off of both of us in that totally. way. And so it's, I still practice, like, there'll be times where I'm not taking very good care of myself. Like, I'm not making time to do the things that I want, the things that light me up, the things that light, that make me happy. And I think it's very natural in a relationship to turn to your partner when you're unhappy and be like, this is your fault. This is your problem. Oh, <laughs> you know? say it again. Say it again. <laughs> That is that default mechanism, right? It is very easy to look Mm -hmm. at your partner and say, you're the reason I'm unhappy. And that's just not true. Like, I don't think happiness depends on a marriage or a divorce. Like, I tell this to the girls in the community all the time. I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down. Like, you don't have to make a big decision to, like, get to a point where you can understand and appreciate what happiness is. Like, Mm -hmm you can, you can realize that like it is within your control. And it sounds like you really took individual satisfaction to the next level when you realize that your individual satisfaction didn't rely on a marriage. Mm -hmm. And then you started to satisfy yourself by dating yourself. 
which mm -hmm. is, it takes a lot of guts because a lot of women mm -hmm. will think that it's the man who is supposed to satisfy this piece. Yes. And I am mm -hmm. just like, I, I'm just like, what are you telling me that you want something and you don't know how to get it yourself? Mm -hmm. You know? Well, a lot of us are taught, a lot of us are really taught that a woman alone is a sad woman, right? A pathetic woman, a an unhappy woman, you know, despite yes. the fact that like, I get droves of women in their 40s and 50s on TikTok being like single, investing in myself, happiest I've ever been, men leave me alone now because I'm, you know, they're not after my youth and vitality anymore. And I'm like, those women know what's up. They do you know, know what's what up. They, they do. do. There's this one chick in my community and hold on, <coughs> getting over COVID. There's this one <laughs> chick in my community and she had an affair with her brother-in-law and her and I mm -hmm. were chatting it up and she, she left both the affair and the marriage in pursuit of herself. And she started to do some like nervous regulation healing. And I've been like taking mm -hmm. pointers from her, you know, because yeah. I've, I've got opportunities for growth. And, <laughs> and she, <laughs> yeah. And she's, it was interesting because she was like, when I first found you on TikTok, I was like the, what I definitely wanted was a long-term relationship with the man that I had the affair with. She's like, I'm a year out now. And I, I now see so clearly that that relationship would have been absolutely devastating to my own self-satisfaction. And she just yep. started to really empower herself, really do stuff that was in her best interest and mm -hmm. left all expectations to the fucking side. Because honestly, I think that if we're gunning for an outcome or we have our expectations in a place that aren't aligned with reality, like we're just mm -hmm. sitting in misery the entire time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think a lot of us too, we get so attached to the idea of like what our lives are supposed to look like, you know? And, and I will say that one thing that has changed for me is I don't really care what my life looks like. I care about how I feel about my life now. Yes. And I kind of, I try to, I try to let go of what that looks like. Cause like, if you would have told me when I got, like, when I got divorced, I was still working for somebody else. I was, there's, my life was so different now. And just by the decision of saying, like, I don't want to be married to this person anymore. I want to go out and, like, live my own life. Like, I work for myself now. And I work from home. And, like, my whole, like, my whole platform is, like, your whole, there's a whole life after an unhappy relationship. And it's so yeah. hard to see that because when you're in it, you think this is all it's going to be and you're like, this is forever and I can't leave because we also get caught up in like, we don't want to hurt the other person, even though they're hurting us very deeply in many different ways, right? Yes. We're like, I don't want to hurt them. What about their feelings? Like, you know, when I realized that and the only person's happiness that was my responsibility was my own, it shifted everything. Like I yeah. had a lot of guilt over leaving my ex because I was like, how's he going to be happy without me? Who the fuck? <laughs> I think I am, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> right. Like, I think yeah. that I can actually bring him happiness. No, that's not true. Like I needed to lay that cross down essentially and be like, okay, my happiness is my responsibility. 
what does it even look like? Because right now I'm looking mm-hmm. externally the entire time for people to tell me what it looks like. Marriage, kids, right. house, dogs, right? And none yes, of that. Job. Was, yeah, it was never satisfying like what was actually happening mm-hmm. in my core, which was I just want to feel the warmth on a fucking rock. I wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, like I really wanted to be connected to what, what made me human ultimately. Mm-hmm. I love your story and I love how we played it out. <laughs> so mm-hmm. based on your experiences, what message do you want to pass along to women who are currently in unhappy relationships and tolerating it? You do not have to stay in any relationship that you don't want to for any reason, because you are a grown woman. You are a grown adult. You're an, an adult in the United States of America, um, or even not even just America. You're just a sovereign we're, we're being. In, we're everywhere. <laughs> we're everywhere. You know, like you, you're an adult and you don't have to stay in a relationship with somebody if you don't want to, even if they want you to really bad, they can want all day. It's really not your problem. <laughs> you know, like it's really not your job to help your partner grieve the loss of their partner. It's your job to take care of you and do what's best for you. And everybody, and I mean, everybody is better in relationships when we're taking responsibility for ourselves and our mm. happiness. I love that. So that's what I have to say. Christine, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast with me and entertaining a conversation. I think that pouring this conversation out so that other people can hear it will be healing for them. So in appreciation that they cannot extend to you unless they come and find you on TikTok and join your community. I want to say thank you so much for being willing to come onto here and share so openly about very intimate stuff. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. If you are the other woman in your relationship and you love this podcast, you would love the other women community. The other women community is a membership program designed to help other women just like you reclaim their relationship with themselves and heal from their affair. We provide a safe and supportive environment for you to open up and talk about your experiences. We give you the tools and resources you need to grow into an authentic, empowered individual. If you're ready to take the next step in your healing journey, head on over to theotherwomanandthewife.com backslash community to learn more about the membership and all it has to offer. 